Welcome to Hydrate Level 4. I'm your host, Peter. Today, I am giving my thoughts on the new trailer for Terminator Genesis, which is going to release out July 1st, 2015. If you are now tuning in for the first time, generally, this is a uh, father and son podcast where I podcast with my son, Phoenix, who's 14 years old, and we review movies from the 80s, 90s that I grew up on, and uh, basically, he gives his uh, generation's perspective from the, um, on those movies. But today I'm just going to do a solo review. Well, not a review, but again, just uh, just my thoughts on the trailer for Terminator. Uh, I've been on a couple different sites. Uh, this trailer has been released for about a week now, and I just gathered some information, and I am, you know, throwing my thoughts into it, and kind of go scene by scene, I don't know for those that uh, might have missed you know, some some of the details, you know that sort of thing. But uh, just a little bit of history about myself uh, and Terminator. Um, the first one I saw growing up was Terminator Two, which was obviously a very huge, um, a huge hit. And then I don't know how much longer, but I was able to go back and watch the first one. Um, I was born in '83, so what the the first one came out in 84 so I was only a year old and the second one I want to say came out in about what 91 92 so I wasn't (laughs) I wasn't even 10 yet but uh, I had aunts and uncles you know were of age um, you know that was uh, able to watch that and that's kind of how I was able to watch those um, that movie and then I think I caught the first one probably on HBO or something like that and you know at that time they didn't really have uh, parental restrictions on it but um let me see. The third one definitely was not a big fan of. I kind of liked the um, the idea, you know, what they were trying to do with that movie, uh, with postponing Judgment Day. So we knew it was inevitable that it would uh, eventually happen. But in the third one, they just said that Judgment Day was postponed. I was, I don't know. I guess really what did it for me is um, I, I'm not a big fan of recasting first and foremost, and Nick Stahl being John Connor, which uh, I get, you know, Edward Furlong, to be honest, I don't even know what he was doing um, around that time, so maybe he just wasn't available, but Nick Stahl, the only thing I really knew him from was The the Man Without a Face, uh, a Mel Gibson movie, and I don't know if if I've seen him in anything else prior to um, T3, but I did not like his role or his portrayal of John Connor. Just from what we saw of Edward Furlong in T2, he played a little bit more... Well, I, I know he was a kid, but Nick Stahl's portrayal, he just kind of played it a little bit more, for lack of a better word, humble. You know, he wasn't so... I don't know, maybe he was just busy drugged up all the time from all those uh, animal tranquilizers, you know, in the movie, but... I don't know. He just seemed a little, a little bit too calm, um, you know, because he was always on the, you know, hiding from what may come. So he was always kind of paranoid, but he played it a little too calm, which that doesn't probably doesn't make any sense. But that's that's probably one of the few reasons uh, why I dislike T three. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Terminatrix. I just felt, I don't know, it it, it didn't seem to be that much far advanced from a a T-1000, really, except for the fact that it can, uh, I don't know, apparently uh, analyze blood by licking it, uh, which was uh, really dumb. 
the only cool thing I did like about the Terminatrix was that it was able to control uh, other, you know, machinery, um, you know, as far as like starting up vehicles and reading data. Um, so it, it, it was more advanced, but I don't know. I wish they could have done something a little bit more. Uh, Kristana Chris, Loken, uh, who played her, I think, you know, she was fine. She didn't do anything special really to be memorable as, you know, the TX, uh, as it was called. Um, Arnold was brought back. Uh, Kate Brewster, who was played by uh, Claire Danes. You know, I like Claire Danes. I just, I didn't like her in this new role that was created for her. Uh, I did appreciate the, uh, I forgot the doctor's name, but he was brought back to uh, reprise his role as well. Um, so that's, oh yeah, and also there was no Sarah Connor, you know, who was the main character of the first two movies, so they didn't bring her back. And to me, that's just as bad as uh, a recast. Um, I mean, you know, recasts are fine if they do it right, but most of the times they don't. Um, then the fourth installment, Terminator Salvation, Again, not one that a lot of people liked, but what I liked about it was that they were trying to show us for the time a story of the future. They've only shown glimpses, you know, in the first three movies, but the uh, salvation, it took, you know, place in the future. So we get to see, you know, post-Judgment Day um, in a post-apocalyptic world. But the problem with that one was the lack of John Connor. You know, he's supposed to be the leader of the resistance, yet he kind you know, not really took a back seat, but he wasn't, wasn't the star of the movie. The star of the movie was Marcus, who was a Terminator himself, and I didn't like that. Why are you introducing us a new Terminator when, you know, all we've known so far are, you know, the Connors, and John Connor wasn't even the main guy in the movie. So that's what I didn't like about that. Um, so Terminator Genesis, when when news came out that that was going to be a thing, I was kind of disinterested just because I had been burnt by the last two releases. And, you know, I am a big fan and I knew I would end up watching it anyway. Uh, but when this trailer came out, you know, I must say I was... I was pretty blown away. I, I thought it was a, a pr pretty good trailer. Um, or every time they showed us something new, I was just like, wow, you know, this is, you know, it, it's got me excited. You know, it definitely piqued my interest. Um, and the fact that they kind of went back to the feature two with it, where they're actually revisiting the first movie. Uh, as I mean, At least that's what um, it, it appears to me. So that's kind of one thing that uh, I was a little surprised about to not have seen on other sites is that nobody has come, you know, even made that comparison, you know, revisiting the original movie um, as a sequel. So I, I think that's a, a really neat concept. Um, I, you know, for for the regular listeners, you know, you guys obviously know I'm a big fan of Back to the Future. So um, just the fact that they are revisiting uh, the first movie, uh, I think that's you know pretty cool. And the fact that it's a Terminator movie, um, you know, which I'm a big fan uh, of the franchise, you know, it, it's uh, definitely got me got me excited. So, yeah, I, I think this uh, is one that I will probably end up checking out in the theater, too. Um, I, I, I think it's it's going to be that good. Uh, I, I just hopefully I don't get my hopes up too high and and have another uh, do, uh, doozy. Um, but the thing is that I. As I understand it, this is uh, this is Paramount Pictures. 
that um, that is releasing this movie, which I believe is the first time. And they also put out that they also greenlit um, a second movie and a third movie, uh, you know, before this one is even being released. Now I know people are, you know, kind of like, well, what is that about? Because this this one hasn't even came out yet. You don't know if it's going to make money, and you don't know if you're going to lose money. Well, from what I read. After 2019, I think it is. So what? That's another not even five. Well, a little over five years. By 2019, the uh, the rights will be released back to James Cameron, and then Paramount will no longer have it. So that's why they are gonna put out another two movies after this one. Hopefully, done before 2019, when they have to, um, I don't know. I guess relinquish the rights back to uh, James Cameron. So even if it goes back to him, I don't know if he would be, you know, interested in making another Terminator movie. So that be that would be really cool if he if he came back and did it. But um, I think he's still working on like the Avatar two and three, which uh, haven't heard any anything new about that. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get to uh, the trailer. Uh, the very first shot that we get is uh, basically a look at Los Angeles. 2029 and we know that it's LA because there is uh, at the bottom screen you can actually see the backside of the Hollywood sign uh, which uh, is also a bit of a nod to Terminator Salvation where um, uh, I forget his name oh, Sam Worthington that's right uh, he's walking around LA and he also walks by the um, Hollywood sign so um, there's a nod to to that film there. That is one thing that I have noticed is that um, there's references from each of the movies uh, in the franchises. So the next shot, uh, you see basically a crowd and um, John Connor uh, giving a speech to uh, what which is the rebellion. And then it gets a, a close-up, and then we kind of get to see a little bit of scarring on his face, uh, which is, it's the same type of scars that we've seen on all the John Connors we've seen in the future, um, to include Christian Bale's John Connor, too. Uh, next shot is uh, John Connor on top of some kind of vehicle wielding a um, pretty big gun. Uh, it's I, It's really hard to describe, but it looks like it's got some... Gosh, I, I, can't, I can't even explain it, but it's just some futuristic uh, type weapon. Um, it almost looks like he's on top of a vehicle, but someone in behind him is actually standing too. So I don't know if it's uh, like some type of Jeep or it might be even some kind of bunker. Uh, it's really hard to tell, but I do see something that appears to be like some kind of satellite um, to the right of it. So the the next shot is okay it looks like some guys jumping out of a vehicle so it it could be it could be some kind of vehicle um obviously a lot larger than a a jeep as i thought uh but this is uh apparently in the middle of a battlefield and the the scale of this is 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 pretty big it's a, a very epic fight um, you see a bunch of uh, basically an army of T-800 endoskeletons uh, fighting against the uh, rebellion. Let's see. And then you get some more shooting. And then you get to see John Connor and Kyle Reese fighting alongside to each other. And there's explosions going on in the background. And then we see um, Kyle and John confronted by... Uh, something rather large, and it's funny because two of the sites that I visited uh, kind of compared it to the Ed 209 from the Robocop uh, movies. 
but it's a lot larger, a, a little bit uh, slimmer, but it's it's at least double the size of a regular human being. And now, from what I understand, these are uh, referred to as the HK Centurions, uh, formerly known as the HK Series 12 model, 453 Type 900, which is, um, I guess that's actually from Wikipedia. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty big. I I don't know how they're gonna escape it because um, it's just the two of them standing standing there in front of this uh, this HK unit, uh, looking up. So oh yeah, and the HK stands for a hunter killer too. These HK Centurions, they uh, apparently they were actually drawn in a concept art for T two as well that was never used. Uh, so that's really interesting. Uh, the the next shot is a. Uh, it, is a um, Terminator 800 model, uh, just the endoskeleton, and it's holding some kind of um, just more futuristic uh, weaponry. You know, uh, really hard to say, but it shoots out some kind of plasma, and it lights up red and purple. Uh, but this is a really cool look here. Um, and then we get the next shot of uh, from space, and you get to kind of see the Earth, and you see all these explosions, and um, you know firefights in uh all over the globe okay so this is a, a literal world war and um what's very interesting about this is it is showing that there's just you know fighting all over the world going on simultaneously so it doesn't appear to be anywhere safe not one region of the earth um so a very scary thought um some more images or some more shots of John Connor giving his speech. Uh, there's one line that he says, mankind dies with us. Uh, right here we do get an uh, up-close image of John Connor's scars, and it is very uh, consistent with those of uh, the other John Connors, again from T2, where we got a uh, glimpse of the future John Connor, uh, played by, let's see, Ed Michael Edwards. Um, who did not appear in the um, you know the subsequent uh, sequels, and also consistent with the Christian Bale scars that he got from uh, Salvation. So um, the scars they they've been very consistent with that. So that's that's really nice that they're doing that. Uh, the next shot is uh, what what appears to be some kind of room with a bunch of bodies hanging from above. And all we see is basically, it looks to be like 30 bodies hanging, and all we see is the calf down. Uh, so we're to assume that these are the Terminator 800 models. Uh, so possibly this is the Skynet uh, that we're kind of looking at. And one is being lowered uh, to the ground ready for a mission, obviously to um, enter one of the uh, time displacement machines, uh, which is uh, commonly referred to as a TDM. Um, so the next shot we do see uh, from afar, we get to see this TDM, and you see a small figure, which we are to assume that is the, one of the T-800s in human form. Um, and then we get a close-up shot from behind, uh, an aerial shot of of this of this Terminator as he steps onto the the TDM. Uh, the next shot is John Connor, who's also standing in front of a TDM uh, with a bunch of people. You know, I kept on saying rebellion, but it's the resistance. Uh, so John Connor is standing on the platform, and up above behind them are a bunch of guys from the resistance standing in front of the TDM. Now, this appears to be a different location 
So we get to see two TDMs in the future so far in this trailer. Um, and then the next next cut, we get to see, the for the first time, Sarah Connor, played by Amelia Clark. So if that name is familiar, she actually plays uh, Daenerys in um, Game of Thrones, the Khaleesi, uh, Mother of Dragons. So uh, I really like this casting. I'm a big fan of hers. She's extremely easy on the eyes, but my I don't even want to call it a problem. But she's got brown hair in this movie, which Amelia Clark is naturally um, a brunette. Uh, but it's just the fact that um, Linda Hamilton, you know, she was kind of a, a sandy blonde, you know, dirty blonde. I I would have preferred them trying to get closer to that because the Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, which coincidentally was played by uh, Lena uh, Hedy or Hedy, who's also in Game of Thrones. She played Sarah Connor, Chronic- uh, Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, who is also naturally a brunette. So y- your last two portrayals of Sarah Connors have been brunettes. I-, I just, you know, I-, I I would prefer that they would be at least closer to uh, Linda uh, Linda Hamilton. But uh, I do like the casting. We um, the uh, the next shot we see Kyle Reese. Uh, he steps up and uh, offers to go back in time to save Sarah himself, which was uh, interesting because now he's volunteering. From what I kind of remember, I think Kyle told Sarah in the first one that John picked him to be sent back, you know, not that he volunteered. So I don't know if that's a writing thing that they might have made a mistake on or maybe there's a change for a particular reason. Okay, and then just another um, close-up shot of Kyle Reese, played by uh, Jai Courtney, who was in, um, I think, the most recent um, Die Hard. He's a, that's actually the only movie I know him from. So in this one, he's got hair. Uh, so it would be interesting to see him, because he looks nothing like Michael Bean. Um, the next shot, just more close-up of uh, John Connor and his scarring. Uh, i got to say, this... Uh, the the makeup here doesn't look really good. I I think the best uh, look was from T two the uh, the Michael Edwards character. His scarring looked natural. Uh, this one you, it it looks like makeup. Um, next shot: John Connor and Kyle Reese. They're shaking hands, and Kyle Reese is naked. Um, obviously, you don't see anything, but it's just <laughs> it's funny because he's standing there naked, shaking hands with uh, John Connor. Uh, next shot uh, is just a, a a much larger scale image of the the time displacement machine in a really big room that kind of ri- reminds me of uh, Cerebrum or Cerebr, you know, from the X Men movies. Um, next shot we get to see looks like John Connor standing with a bunch of other guys from the Resistance, looking at a guy who's hanging, about to be lowered to the TDM, and uh, I'm assuming that it's uh, obviously Kyle Reese. And then uh, just more more shots of the uh, TDM. It looks amazing. Uh, I got to say, this is the first time that we've actually seen the time displacement uh, machine. But uh, it looks really cool. A lot of lights, uh, really grand in scale. Um, this one ring, uh, the ring that surrounds the, um, you know, the, the unit, I, I don't know what to call it. It kind of reminds me of Stargate a little bit. But yeah, pretty huge image. And then next shot is Kyle Reese getting zapped. Okay, and then we see him arrive in what appears to be 1984 because it's basically the exact same shot from the original Terminator when Kyle Reese uh, ends up 
1984. So this is when we do first get to see uh, or get get an idea that they're going back to the very first movie just because of these next series of shots that are um, basically exact replicas of the uh, scenes from the from the first movie. So John, no, not John Connor, Kyle Reese, he stands up and it's evident that he's in an alleyway. You can see, you know, the brick walls and light shining in the back. And um, so that's very, it's very similar to the first movie. And like the first movie, uh, this next shot, we see a police squadron pull up at the end of the alley. A uh, cop gets out and he starts running towards Kyle Reese, um, which kind of makes me question, like, why did the cop well they don't show it in the trailer but in the very first movie uh kyle reese he you know steals pants off of a bum and uh, he's you know shouting down to the cop and that that that's why the cop chases after him um so the so kyle reese runs into a i don't know a department store or a clothing store uh very similar to the very first movie and then the cop that comes in uh looking for him we get uh, a closer shot of him and it's a Asian police officer, you know, in a police uniform. Um, and then all of a sudden, the next shot, a truck comes in. Uh, and I'm trying to see what kind of truck it is. It's, it appears to be, looks like some shade of red. I'm not certain. Um, I almost thought it was a fire truck, but it's a little bit short to be one. So I don't know if it's an ambulance or... Um, some type of law enforcement vehicle that just ha happens to be some kind of red, but this truck it runs into the runs through the department store and runs into the cop. So that's new, okay. So that that hasn't happened before, obviously. And then the uh, the police officer. Let's see. Oh no, the next shot is uh, Sarah Connor. She opens up the door to save Kyle Reese, and she tells him, "Come with me if you want to live," which is a line that has been said in. Uh, every Terminator movie thus far so uh, a nice nod to that that they kept that in and it's just a good line overall so um, it, it's uh, I think it was said by almost someone different each time after we see Sarah Connor come in and opening up the door to the vehicle to tell Kyle Reese to come in we see that police officer that just had gotten hit he stands up and his arms are now metal and sharp so we get a reveal that this police officer is actually the T-1000, um, which was last played by, you know, Robert Patrick in T-2. So very interesting that the cop that was now chasing Kyle Reese down the, down the alleyway happens to be a T-1000. So already this is a different timeline um, because, first off, you got Sarah Connor, which uh, runs a vehicle through the department store, uh, and now you're getting the T-1000 already being introduced in the first timeline. So you already got an alternate past uh, that's happening here. Um, so it's really cool. The the T-1000, um, you know, very similar to the Robert Patrick one, it doesn't have a, an expression on his face, right? He's pretty deadpan, and uh, he's coming up, he's acting like a Terminator. You know, doesn't uh, doesn't have any words in this trailer, not, not that I remember. Let's see, Sarah Connor takes a few shots, and it doesn't stop him, and they do the same thing that they did in T2, where he gets shot in the eye, and the uh, the effects are, are, they look just as cool as it heals, um, heals his eye. And the next shot is uh looks like Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese 
they're at some kind of armory. There's just a bunch of racks of weapons all around, and they are taking, you know, rifles off the, the gun racks. So preparing for some type of war. Then there's a little bit more of exposition with Sarah Connor in the in the vehicle, presumably with Kyle Reese. It's just a really quick shot. Uh, and then the next shot, uh, we see uh, Griffith Park Observatory from L.A. Um, and for those that don't know, that's the same same location in the very first movie where the bad Arnold Terminator um, arrives. So they're also being consistent with uh, the, the locations for the arrivals of the Terminators, obviously. So uh, in this shot, we see the original Terminator arriving. And the only difference I do know uh, in this shot compared to the very first movie, in the first movie, Arnold just appears and it's smoky. In this one, they add the indentation in the ground to show where you know the bubble from the um, the time travel was. So that's there, and I, I, I like how they kept that from T2, because I think that's when we first saw that. The, the, uh, in the first movie, they didn't do that probably just because, you know, budget, and um, they just didn't quite have the technology at that time. Uh, but then we see a shot of the first Arnold uh, T-800 who arrives, and instead of, like, two or three... Um, you know, punks uh, come towards them. It's actually a man in a hood uh, holding a gun, and it is revealed to be an old uh, Arnold T-800. And uh, he has some kind of line that I've been waiting for you. So that's really cool. the The only thing I didn't like about this shot is the uh, the CGI of Arnold. It it, it doesn't look good. Uh, but I'm just gonna give it. A pass, you know, it's it's kind of whatever's. Um, Alan Taylor, who d- uh, is directing this movie, um, which I don't think I mentioned yet, but you know, he has directed some Game of Thrones, you know. So uh, I wonder if that's a, a reason why maybe Emilia Clark is uh, casted in this movie. But he also did the last uh, Thor movie, Thor: The Dark World, too, which you know I, I thought was fine I, I, for the first one. But he, he did what he could, you know, with. Um, you know, with the experience that he has. So, yeah, the, the CGI of the old Arnold, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the Part 1 Arnold, eh, it's not so great, but um, it's fine. And then the next shot is old Arnold uh, sh- shoots off a, a shotgun. Uh, and I think this is still the same scene. I see some kind of telesc- uh, telescope behind him. So I guess he sh- he shoots the uh, the new Terminator that just had arrived, the young one. The next shot, the T-1000 jumps through the window of some kind of warehouse. And looks like Sarah Connor uh, shoots at him. And then they also kind of recreate the same effects of when uh, Robert Patrick is running towards something and he's being shot at. So you get those... Uh, not the squibs, but you get the you know the bullet wounds that are, that pop on the chest. So that's that's pretty consistent with what we've seen before too. Uh, in this particular shot where the T1000 is getting shot, uh, in the background we do see that vehicle that um, uh, Sarah Connor was driving earlier, and it is red. Uh, and I'm trying to s- read a word that's on the vehicle, but I can't really quite make it out. It looks like it says lion. L L I O N. I I can't tell this this image. It's kind of in the background. That's why it's hard to read. But it almost looks like some kind of bank vehicle. You know, one of those uh, bank armor trucks. That's kind of what it looks like. 
but in the scene where the yeah T one thousand is being shot, he's running towards them. Uh, he, it, what it looks like is uh, he throws his arm up, which um, kind of shoots out uh, like a like a like a piece of metal, um, and it's it's not very big, but as it flies up in the air and comes back down, it becomes almost like a javelin, and he kind of you know like tosses it like one. And but we don't see it, you know what it hits, so that's going to be really interesting to see where that uh, really goes. But then we see uh, an explosion in the next shot. Uh, can't tell what kind of building it is, but it looks like it looks like it could be you know like Cyberdyne or Skynet, something like that. So it, really unclear as to uh, what timeline this uh, explosion is taking place. Um, and then the next shot is Kyle and Sarah and the T eight hundred. Um, on what appears to be a roof, and I don't think I see anything in the background that kind of tells me where it might be. Um, I mean, obviously California, but some of the locations we've seen so far is over by, you know, it's in L.A., and uh, I know later on we see the um, Golden Gate Bridge, which is in uh, San Fran. So at the next shot, we see uh, somebody's arm pulling uh, the lever, or a lever, and I can't the the jacket it almost looks like maybe Kyle Reese's jacket I'm not sure it's kind of gray but everyone appears to be wearing black so uh, maybe it's not Kyle Reese uh, but it's funny because the next shot after this lever is being pulled is uh, is an image of a TDM and it's not one of the ones that uh, we saw earlier so this is the third one I believe and let's see I'm trying to make out some of the other things in here but um, it doesn't look like in the future, if anything, it looks like it might be like in some kind of sewer or, I don't know, there's some furniture there too that kind of makes it look like it might be old. So it looks like they might be tra time traveling uh, in between timelines in here and not just from the future going to the past. Uh, so that'll be really interesting to see. Uh, the next shot we see um, the uh, T-800 Arnold uh, and what appears to be a very young Sarah Connor because she's also got some um, she's she's a brunette here and he's kind of walking away from uh, it looks like a bridge I guess and he's carrying her away uh, and around it, it looks like a bunch of uh, tree debris just kind of scattered all around and it looks like he's kind of walking by something that's kind of smoking on the ground so it looks like there might have been some kind of explosion um, and then the next scene is the one that most people probably remember from the trailer is um, Arnold standing under, I'm trying to see if this is indoors. It, it, it looks like it might be somewhere in the sewers or, or, um, or a dam or something, but it's raining and he kind of looks down at his arm, which is, uh, is just the endoskeleton arm, kind of like, um, you know, like a, like a nod from T2 when he ripped off his, his arm. Um, the next shot, we see the T-1000, who's on top of the uh, hood of a vehicle. And I like this one because um, we don't get to see him inside the vehicle, but I'm assuming he's inside, and then he's getting shot at and turns into liquid metal and goes through the vehicle and comes out of the hood. But I'm just kind of speculating there. But from there, uh, we see the T-1000. Uh, he's obviously obviously chasing the other group inside that other um, that red vehicle I had mentioned earlier. Uh, he jumps from the hood of the police squadron onto the car uh, as Sarah Connor is uh, shooting out of the back of it. Um, and then 
the next shot, I don't see where the T-1000 is, but we see the police squadron explode and flip on its uh, top side. And then the next shot, we see Sarah Connor, uh, again played by Amelia Clark. She says, we can stop Judgment Day from happening, uh, which is something they uh, you know, tried doing in part two. Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor uh, is in the next scene. They are standing in front of a, a very large screen. Looks like it's made up of maybe 25 little monitors. And there is uh, some static on the screen. And it's hard to kind of make out what it says. But it looks like it says Gen Sis. Um, which if anybody saw the image of the um, Instagram photo that Arnold released, uh, I believe during the summer, it was uh, it was basically the when they announced the title of the movie Terminator Genesis. It, it appears to be that same screen that he's kind of sitting in front of in that one picture. Um, so that's what this image looks like. The next scene uh, or the next shot we see. Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor in in inside some sort of building. Um, looks like uh, you know the walls are made of you know concrete. It's very 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 reinforced, uh, and they're standing in front of a door which looks like it's being pounded um, pretty hard. So it's really hard to say what it is. It, uh, it it looks like it could be regular than an actual um, human sized Terminator. So I don't know if it's a larger Terminator or um, or someone just is really pissed because it's making some damage. You know, trying to break through to get to them. Uh, the next shot is uh, Sarah Connor. She uh, yells out, run. And then the next shot is just more shots of the uh, of the future, a bunch of skeletons walking around uh, fighting. So this looks really cool. Um, it They're showing the, the life-size bodies of the endoskeleton. And so you know that they're not, they're not be held, uh, being held, you know, at, at the ankles, you know, standing up. And the... The CGI looks really good, but the entire the entire scene could be CGI too. But uh, the, the endoskeletons look really good uh, in these future scenes during the the fight. Uh, the next shot we see a motorcycle because you know why not? It's a Terminator movie. Uh, it appears to be maybe the older Arnold that's on this, and he's on top of the roof of a. I thought it was a, a bus of some sort, but it's a, a red roof. So. Um, the news of red vehicles are really throwing me off. So it doesn't appear to be a train, but that's also one of my thoughts because it doesn't look like they're on a train track. So I don't know if they're on a trolley or on a bus, but there's some kind of opening on top of the roof, and uh, Arnold is on a motorcycle riding on it. Uh, the next shot is of the Golden Gate Bridge, and we see a yellow bus flip over and not just flip over on his top but like do an actual front flip uh very reminiscent of the scene from um the dark knight so obviously a um i don't i don't want to say it's a nod but yeah this bus it's it's like it's doing uh, basically a somersault in the air so i don't know how fast they were going and what kind of uh whatever i don't know if they ran into another vehicle to make them flip that high it's it's um it's a really cool scene though so um, if you haven't checked out the trailer, I hope you did before listening to me <laughs> kind of uh, talk about it. But the the next shot, uh, let me see, it looks like Kyle Reese is inside of the bus and Sarah Connor is pulling him out, who is also pulled up by the T-800, which is, again, the um, Arnold uh, character. And then we get the, the next shot, which is the title card of Terminator Genesis. And then one last shot of uh, looks like Sarah Connor and Arnold 
with uh, his own gray hair, as I understand it, inside a helicopter, uh, kind of reminiscent of T2, and he says that he'll be back. And I actually like his delivery on that line there because it can, you know, be really, you know, kind of corny, like how it's been uttered before. But this one seemed a little bit more natural, uh, ironically, because he is a robot. But this this one rolled off the tongue a little bit easier, um, and I kind of I kind of liked it. I, I'm glad they still kept the "I'll be back" just because, you know, that's what most people associate that line with anyway. Is from T2. I know he's um, said it in uh, other movies as well. But uh, yeah, I, I really like it. And oh yeah, and after he says that, he jumps out of the helicopter and uh, d- does you know this little uh, move. You know, kind of like uh, when you skydive, you put your hands to your side so you can go faster. So he does that, and it looks like he launches into another. Is that another helicopter? I can't really tell, but he does launch himself into another. Yeah, it is another helicopter. So that might have the T one thousand in it too. Uh, but that's it. Yeah, that's basically um, the entire trailer. So I, um, yeah. So hopefully I maybe pointed some things out. But that's just my thoughts. I wanted to kind of break down the trailer. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done it, and it's uh, it's kind of hard because I didn't have anyone to kind of um, talk to about it with. So uh, hopefully you guys kind of enjoyed it, and hopefully you guys are excited uh, as I am for the release of this movie. Um, so if, uh, you want to email them with your thoughts or about, you know, any of the other previous episodes that we have, you can do so at hlfpodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hlfpodcasts and find us on Facebook. You could just type in hydrate level four and, uh, we should be there. Uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes. That way you can get, um, you know, get our most recent uh, recent episodes downloaded as soon as you know we release them, uh, without having to come back and check in for them. Uh, rate and review if you've checked our show out. We'd like to hear from you. Give us uh, some feedback. And until the next episode, I'm your host Peter, and this is Hydrate Level Four. Hydrate Level Four.